Hello everyone, my name is Haber and I'm currently serving as a CG leader in Zone 1B. Uh, many of you may or may not know, a few years ago we launched something really special called the Rise of the Estes, where girls and ladies in YM can come together and worship God together to hear the word of God and to walk together and encourage one another in this walk of life. Uh, and today I am going to share with you how Rise of the Estes came about and how through this God actually created a discipleship movement in YM. So I'm going to bring you all the way back to 2014. Uh, so in 2014, I attended a women's conference in another church. And I remember leaving the conference, feeling a great burden and impression that we need to do something for the girls in YC. So we were still YC back then. We haven't merged to become YM yet. Uh, and the vision that I had were the girls were just coming together to, to worship God in church, to fellowship one another. And the impression I had was that we need to gather our girls together uh, so we can encourage one another to strengthen ourselves in our identities, to know who God is and to know who we are in God and to walk in His purposes for us. Uh, and so after that, I spoke to Pastor Rachel about this and also a few other girl leaders. Uh, we all witnessed to this. There were also signs that, that pointed to us doing this, but somehow the timing just wasn't right. For us to do it the next few years until uh, the year 2017. So in 2017 March, uh, a few of us went to Singapore and attended a conference there. The conference was called Kingdom Invasion Conference and in one of the sessions, uh, this speaker called Lou Engel was sharing and he shared with us a dream that he had for the congregation. And in the dream that he had, he saw two very important books, which were the book of Daniel and the book of Esther. And in, at the end of his message, he made a call uh, for us to rise up like Daniel and Esther did during their time, to rise up like how they did, to glorify God and to do the will of God when the time came for us to do it. Uh, and so um, the next day, we we were having lunch and somehow I was sitting next to Sarah, Dorai and also Jermaine and we just started to share la, what we had from the sessions before this, what was the thing that stood out to us, you know, the simple usual things. Uh, and somehow all three, for, for all three of us, the same, the same message stood out, which was the message of Lou Angle and the call that he, he made. And we all shared the same burden, which was for girls to rise up and claim our God-given destinies. And so we talked to Pastor Rachel about this and, and classic of her, she just asked us this question. Uh, so what are you going to do about this dream that God gave you? Uh, so that was where we started to plan uh, for a gathering and gave birth to the Rise of the Estes. So the next year, we had our very first women's conference, Rise of the Estes, The Call. Uh, and the following year, we had a weekend away at Genting Highlands. Uh, the theme was Strong, Brave and Free. And last year, we had an online gathering, uh, the Passion Edition, where we had Auntie Sheila to share with us. Uh, and so all these were, were just a one-time thing, right? Once a year, uh, at, at most three days. So you might ask me, what kind of movement came out of this? And honestly, when I, when I thought about it also, I felt very discouraged and, and disheartened because I, 
I'm not sure if we did enough for our girls. I'm not sure if we fulfilled the purpose of why we did this. And and yeah, I was looking for all the obvious things. I was looking for major revivals. I was looking for transformations. I was looking for big encounters. But while I was looking for all these obvious things, God was moving in a way that I wasn't aware about. God was moving in the unexpected. And when we were discussing about what to share today, uh, Pastor Rachel reminded me of the little, little things that actually sprout and burst through the movement that we had with the rise of the Esthers. Um, we see friendships spring forged and strengthened. Uh, girls, are, girls are deepening our friendship with one another like iron sharpened iron. We see older girls desiring to mentor and disciple younger girls. We see Bible study groups just begin to sprout as girls just started to gather together and we also did outreach to shelter girls and we did a Bible study group with them as well and this was all the little little things that God was doing and God was moving in our midst uh, and to be honest, I, I have seen in the past three years more girls step out of their comfort zone and rise up to serve God than I've ever seen before. I've seen girls serving in community work. I've seen girls using their voice. Uh, I've seen girls using their gifts and talents to serve God and be a blessing to other people. Our girls are hungry for, for the works of God. Our girls are hungry for God to use them and use their lives to make a difference. Um, and, and all this came out of a dream that God has put in my heart seven years ago. And imagine what God can do with the dream that He has put in your heart today. Um, and before I end this sharing, I just want to share with you a prophecy, a snippet of the prophecy that um, Pastor Anan released during our very first conference. Um, I believe that this prophecy is not just for the girls. This prophecy is for anybody at all who is willing to be available to God. And this is the last part of the prophecy. And I'm just going to read it. And this is what it says. Daughter prophets, arise and emerge. It is time for you to arise and embrace this calling and destiny. It is time for you to take every day little steps towards fulfilling this destiny and be the voice through your prayers and prophecies. I prophesy the very thing that calls forth an army of anointed and dynamic men and women of God who are willing to show through their everyday lives that any person who is willing to give Jesus an unqualified yes is able to steward a mantle that ushers in an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and reformed nations. Amen. Hi YM, good morning. I'm so glad I get to be here with all of you today. And in regards to what Yeba shared on the heart and movement behind the rise of the actors, I will also be sharing my testimony on how it impacted me and how it actually led me to grow on my own discipleship journey. Uh, but to me, I see discipleship as an ongoing process or a daily decision where we choose to imitate God in all that we do. And I think the heart of it is to always point and lead others back to Christ. And I don't think discipleship is a goal or a destination we have to reach, 
because it's a constant work in progress where we choose that we want to faithfully follow Jesus every day. And at first, I couldn't understand or really see the importance of it until I actually experienced it for myself. And before this, I would always hear of why we needed to respond to the call of discipleship. And I would also see the people around me grow in their own journeys. And even the church mission was to raise disciples. But I never actually stepped up to it until I decided that I really wanted to grow in God. And when I knew that I wanted to discover more of the giftings and the callings that He had given to me. Uh, before this uh, decision, it was difficult coming to this place because I also had uh, struggles in knowing my place and also my identity in God. And this was because I also had many of my fears and doubts which made it even harder. But now that I look back, it was actually during the rise of the Estes throughout those three years where this was something I was constantly searching and discovering on my own. And I remember um, during one of the rise of the Estes, we had learned about our royal identity in God's kingdom. And this meant that our worth and calling was rooted in who God was. And because of that, we had the authority and anointing to call forth God's presence as His daughters. And I remember during the latest Rise of the Estes, which was the Passion Edition last year, we had Auntie Sheila come and share with us. And she told us that even before God had created us, He already knew the specific dreams and desires that He would plant in each one of us. And it was because we had the permission and freedom to dream with God. And it was now time to call forth those dreams for ourselves because all we needed to do was just to partner with Him and just to say yes to God. And after this, Pastor Rachel also shared a prophetic word where she gave the picture of Queen Esther who had one year to prepare herself. Um, and for us, our time of preparation was up and it was time for us to rise up to our calling and be ready for what God was going to do through us. And I think after all of this, this really challenged me to actively step out and just to be ready to do bigger and bolder things for God, whether in my ministry or whether in personal life, I wasn't sure. But I remember this was a while after when I was praying one day, I just felt the impression that God was saying, come and approach the throne room with boldness. And the picture I got was of Queen Esther who went to the king, not even knowing if he would receive her. But he did and he held out his golden scepter towards her as a sign of favour and acceptance towards her. And I felt that God was saying this is how we should approach him to always know that we have that open access and freedom to come before his presence because he would always freely receive us. And after this I felt a sense of assurance and also confidence in my identity. And after this I also prayed how else I could grow and what other steps I could take from here. And one of the things that I felt that God was leading me to was to the journey of discipleship or more specifically to be open, to be discipled. And now when I look back, I can truly see how much I have grown and how many things I have learned along the way because of that. And some of the things that really changed my perspective was how discipleship taught me to really come out of my comfort zone. I think growing up in YM or YC at that time, 
I would always see God move very powerfully in the people around me and I would also hear their amazing testimonies. And while that was very encouraging, it also made me wonder if God had left me out. And now, thinking back, I think it was because I was always stuck in my comfort zone. I would only serve in areas I was comfortable with or do the things that felt easier or less scary to me. And I think this didn't give God enough room to stretch me or use me more in different ways. And at the same time, the idea of discipleship was also a bit scary to me because I thought it would put me in a vulnerable place or make me feel restricted. And I also told myself that it's fine if I grow alone because that was what I was comfortable with. But every time I thought of that, I felt that God was teaching me to just let go of self-dependency. And because of this, I, I felt that I needed to open up to this new journey in my life. And this also taught me that growth only happens in uncomfortable places. And it was only when I really stepped out of my boat and trusted God where I really saw Him move more. And also this encouraged me to open up to the people around me to be transparent on my walk with God, with other people. And it also gave me a community that I could easily talk about my struggles with, whether it was um, in CG leading or in my personal life. I just always had a community to be accountable to. And besides coming out of my comfort zone, I think discipleship is also really about trusting God to let other people speak into your life and just to mold you and correct you. Over these few years, I've had so much valuable input and advice that has helped me grow. And also more than that, even in my dry seasons, I felt that there were always people who would point me back to the right place. And I just felt that I was never alone. And also, I remember when I started my journey of discipleship, it was also when it taught me to have a consistent Bible reading habit. Uh, long ago, I would just pick up my Bible and read it when I felt like it and put it away. But then recently, I just made a point where I needed to finish reading the Word. And when I did, I remember Pastor Rachel had approached me who was journeying with me at that time and she asked me, do you want to do the Bible reading challenge, which was to read 10 chapters a day? And on the outside, I was like, yeah, sure. But on the inside, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. But I remember also she was telling me that you can only grow in your gifts and know God through God's word, and you need to know him through the scriptures. And so I said yes, not even knowing if I can commit to it, but I did it in faith because I really wanted to hear more of God as well. So that was back in May 2019 and until now I've still been having a consistent Bible reading journey and I'm very thankful for that. And even growing up last time I remember my parents would ask me, have you read your Bible? And if I said yeah, they would ask me when was the last time I read it and I wouldn't remember. But that was my journey growing up and I can truly see how far I have come since then. And yeah, I think overall discipleship isn't an easy road, but it is really very rewarding and worthwhile. Um, and you will definitely see the fruits of it in your life. And it doesn't matter if you're a leader or member, or if you think you're too young or too old for it. Um, I believe that discipleship is for anyone, as long as you have the heart and desire for it. 
And I also believe that since God is a faithful provider, His provision also comes in the form of people and He will bring the right people at the right time to guide you through and to just be there for you in different seasons of your life. So with all that I've seen and learned from the rise of the Esthers and also through my own personal journey of discipleship, I think the dream that I have is just to see this generation and the next rise up to their authority and their calling as sons and daughters of God and just to be bold to step up to the call of discipleship whether it's to be discipled or to disciple others I just believe that every single person here in YM has a great calling and a destiny ahead of them but I also believe that this is only made known when you are certain of your identity and this belongs to the one who has made you and also called you his. Good morning everyone and thank you uh, Yeber and Annabelle for sharing your story with us. In you know, discipleship plays a very important role in our journey of faith. And one of the discipleship movement that uh, happened in YM is from the rise of the Estes. And this is not just an event, uh, a camp or a conference that happened, but it is a discipleship movement. It is a call of discipleship where, where God is urging His children, you know, to rise up for such a time as this, right, to, to, to their full potential in fulfilling uh, their destiny, their call, their purpose in God, in their lives. And I just want to read to you from Esther chapter 4, verse 14, uh, says this, you know, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from, from another place, but you and your father's family will perish, and who knows, but that you have come to a royal position for such a time as this. Let's, let's go and let us look, go and look a little bit into this uh, uh, story of Esther and how does this verse come about, all right? So Esther is, uh, is an orphan, all right, raised by Mordecai. She's a Jew. Uh, she's uh, it's a minority group during that time in the land. And um, during that time, King of Xerxes is actually looking for a new queen. Um, and what happened is that Esther is one of the candidates all right, of, of the virgins uh, for the king's selection. And um, she went through a 12 months of preparation before um, she go and uh, face the king, all right, and not knowing what is going to happen after that. And, um, but God's favor is upon her. All right, you, if you read the story, you see that she also finds favor in the palace, all right, and and that, of course, um, the king was very pleased with her and she was being selected to be the queen. And during that time, there was this man called Haman, all right, and um, the enemy of Mordecai and, and God's people, the Jews, and, and he's, he's plotting and planning to, to destroy uh, God's people, the Jews, during that time and, and what happened is that he got the green light alright to eliminate uh, all the Jews in the land at a particular time at a particular day and 
you know, and our enemy is always out there, ready to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, but God is always there with His people. God is always there, ready uh, to rescue His people. So what happened is that uh, Mordecai got the news. You know, actually, uh, in in fact, the whole land uh, got the news, and, and Mordecai was mourning, and 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 he bring this news to Esther attention and telling her and challenging her you got to do something about this you can't just remain silent you have to go and see the king and 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 and, and tell him to 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 uh in the sense uh, cancel uh the 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 decree and and whatnot and but esther was saying that it's impossible because nobody go and see the king without being summoned by the king if anyone do so they will be killed and that is where this Esther uh, chapter 4 verse 14 comes about where Mordecai told Esther don't you think that you're in the palace you're safe all right and and if you remain silent at this time relief and deliverance for the Jews will come from another place but you and your family will perish but who knows who knows for such a time as this, you are made queen, all right, for a reason, for a purpose. And that time, during that time, I mean, um, Esther uh, is actually living a very comfortable life in the palace, all right. She got servants, uh, she got uh, people to attend to her, um, and she she's a queen, all right, and she has power and, and, and a certain wealth in that sense and it, in fact her position is at a place where she's actually um, a higher position than Mordecai in the palace and and who is Mordecai? Mordecai is just a commoner, an officer uh, in the palace and but, but instead Esther actually took up Mordecai's challenge uh, after he rebuked her and, 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 and with that she asked all the Jews to begin to fast all right, three days and three nights for her as she prepared to go and see the king and because of her obedience of stepping up in faith uh, for such a time as this and, and, and she actually stepping into her purpose into her destiny and into her calling that God, God has for her life. And now, and when she did that, the plans of the enemy turned around and now that Haman, uh, later on, you, if you read the story, Haman uh, was being killed uh, because of what she, she did, he did. And, and, and once again, God, through his using, uh, uh, using us, using Esther, all right, to save his people and the Jews, were saved. You know, discipleship call is a call towards God's purpose in our life. And, and each of us, you know, each of us, God has a specific calling, a specific a plan and purpose. And, and when we embark into this discipleship calling, we are actually uh, uh, positioning ourselves, all right, in, in for God, intentionally for God to uh, allowing, him, allowing Him to align us back into his purpose and God is calling forth his children 
God is calling forth His children to rise for such a time as this to answer the call of discipleship, and and as as He strategically placed us wherever we are at right now, all right, to be the influence, to be His voice. All right, in all the aspect, every all the sphere of the society, in bringing hope, in bringing love, in bringing faith, all right, to shape and make a difference in a society and in a nation. And God is is on the move. God is on the move in in releasing His children into uh, the purpose into uh, the plan, into the destiny He has for them. And we need to respond. And we need to respond. Some of us might be at a place where we are very comfortable at this point of time. Or some of us, we might be distracted or too busy. I'm not sure. Uh, but wherever you are at right now, whatever situation, circumstances, as you respond to God, you know, God is ever ready. God is ever ready to provide anything, everything that you need in order for you to fulfill your purpose, your destiny, your call in Him. All right? And all we need to do is just to step out in faith and obedience, just like Esther. You know, Esther didn't um, spend all her time just to figure out what is her calling, what is her purpose, all right? But what she did is to, is she respond. She respond to and, and, and submit to the call of discipleship. She submit and respond to God. And she submit and respond to Mordecai. And she went through the 12 months, you see, when she went through the 12 months of preparation, she didn't know that she's going to be selected as a queen. And even when she was being selected, she didn't know that she needs to risk her life in that sense to save his people, her people. And, 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 and same to us, we need to respond to God, to this call of discipleship. And you know that God always plays a Mordecai in our life. And we need to learn to recognize who is this Mordecai in our life. It can be our parents, it can be our siblings, it can be our friends, our community that God has placed us in. And we need to learn to recognize that because they are there, they are there to stir us towards our purpose, our calling and our destiny in God. And therefore, why am I just want to urge you to respond and submit to this call of discipleship, to respond and submit to this preparation of being His disciple, answering this call and, 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 and begins to, uh, to respond to God. Right? And, and, and don't just look out for someone that just will just encourage you, someone that could, can teach you something, but look out for someone that loves you enough that will rebuke you, that will challenge you, that will correct you when, we, when, when you become too comfortable or too busy or being distracted from your purpose in God. You know, when everyone begins to take up their position 
in this discipleship coin, aligning themselves in God's purpose, stand against the work of the enemy and begins to step out in faith and in obedience. Can you imagine the impact it made? And, and we are not just making a difference. We want to, 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 to come to this place, all right, to begin to be that disciple and begins to disciple the society, our community, and also the nation. You know, God is on the move and He is calling His children to rise for such a time as this. And let us move together with Him, all right? And God is always with us. We are not alone on this. He's with us. He will provide all that we need in order to fulfill in order for us to answer the call, the destiny and the purpose that He has put in our lives. So YM, arise and shine for the light is come, has come and the glory of the Lord is upon you. And this morning we want to respond to God. You know, first of all, I just want to give the opportunity for those of you who do not know Jesus. Know that you have a purpose, you have a call and you have a destiny in Him. And tonight, to this morning, I just want to give this opportunity to you to receive Him as your personal Lord and Saviour and begins to answer to this call of discipleship and begins to step into uh, and aligning your life according to His purpose. And the second, I want to pray for those of you who want to respond to this call of discipleship, that you want to align your life back into His purpose and knowing that you are called for such a time as this, for such a time as this, rise and begin to take your position and be the influence and be His voice wherever that He has placed you, whether it is in your family, whether it is in your workplace or even in your school, in your college or in your uni. Be there to make a change. Be there and answer the call that He has for you in your life. And I just want to pray for you with you this morning. If if you if if you want to respond to God, all right, wherever that you are right now, I just want you to close your eyes and begins to t speak to Him in your own way. If this morning you want to answer and you want to respond to Him and you want to receive Him as your personal Lord and Savior, and I want to pray for you. Know that you have a purpose in Him. And He has a great plan for you, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you. And if this is you, I want you to, to even uh, right now repeat after me this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you that I have, that now that I know that I have a purpose in you. Thank you for, for dying for me. And thank you for giving me eternal life. And today I want to accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. And I want to embark into this call of discipleship and to fulfill the plan and the destiny 
that you have in my life. Lord, come into my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And, and, and those of you, I want to pray for you and pray with you for those of you who wants to now, that you want to make a decision, that you want to step into this call of discipleship. You want to respond and submit into this call of discipleship. I want you to raise your hand wherever you are right now and tell him, tell him in your own way that you want to align your life into his purpose, acknowledging him in guiding you according to his purpose. And Lord, I just want to pray for those of us who have raised our hands. Lord, even as we come before you, Lord, we want to, to, to answer this call of discipleship, oh God. We want to be serious disciple. That we want you to come and mold and, and, and teach us and, 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 and even that Lord help us to recognize the Mordecai that is in our life. That Lord, we will take heed of all advices, correction, rebuke, if in any way that we are being distracted, in any way that we have been too busy or too comfortable, the Lord, I just pray, I just pray, I just pray, you begin to uh, open up our eyes, our hearts, to see and to rise for such a time as this. God, I just pray that you begin to release your children into their purpose, God, even this morning. In the name of Jesus, the Lord, you release them into their call. The God, you release them into their destiny. For such a time as this, Lord God, let us rise, let us respond. Even as we do that, Lord God, Lord, let your light shine through us. Let your light shine through us. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. So thank you uh, this morning. Uh, and um, yeah, so stay safe and stay at home. And um, God bless you. And we will see you soon.